This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. How we doing today? Uh, it's been a strange week. We weren't uh, unfortunately able to get a podcast out yesterday, so we are doing this Friday morning. These are uh, some picks for college football coming up this week. Now, what we're going to do, we've done this now for a couple weeks in a row. I'm going to replay a portion of another podcast I'm on called College Football Weekly. Now, we're only going to play some of the picks here. If you guys want all the picks, you're going to have to go listen to that podcast yourself. Again, the pod is called College Football Weekly. You can listen on anywhere where you can find this podcast and uh yeah we will play back some of those picks right now enjoy we've got indiana going on the road to ohio state right now ohio state a 20 and a half point uh home favorite the dream season for indiana has been awesome they're now number nine in the in the country they're traveling to columbus for this big top 10 matchup but this is where the hoosiers wake up from the dream uh the buckeyes didn't get to play last week against maryland uh maryland had some covid stuff but the, uh, the game before that was against Rutgers. And while Ohio State won easily, they didn't play very well in the second half against Rutgers. And Ryan Day, head coach of Ohio State, made some public comments about his team playing soft, losing focus. Um, he basically called them out after the game. You know, now they get an extra couple days to prep for Indiana, a top 10 matchup to add to their playoff resume. Um, Ohio State, you know, they're so much better at every position. And they have real reason to run up the score here. If you remember last year, we had a similar playoff scenario and that, you know, we kind of thought we had the three best teams and a question mark as to who would get the fourth spot. And I think we see something similar this year. And it's important because the three best teams who right now you would say Ohio State, Alabama, and then either Clemson or Notre Dame, whichever one ends up winning the ACC at this point, they're all fighting for the one seed. Ohio State doesn't want to get stuck being a two or a three seed and having to play Clemson again in the first round like they did last year. These teams want the one seed so they can end up getting, you know, the Big 12 winner or Cincinnati or BYU or Texas A&M or whoever ends up being the four seed. So style points matter. Ohio State knows that. Uh, They will have less games played than Alabama, so they got to make these wins count, and they have this top 10 opportunity. I think Ohio State puts together their best game so far this year. I think the defense plays lights out. And I think Ohio State blows Indiana out. I'm taking the Buckeyes here minus 20 and a half. He's taking Ohio State in the points, and so am I. <laughs> oh, damn it. You had me. <laughs> I know. I know. But look, this is the game where everyone understands that college football rankings are fun during the season, and sometimes your team gets up there if you, may, if you manage to get a couple wins. But there are some serious frauds at the top of college football right now. For sure. I mean, Miami, Indiana. Miami, yep, Indiana. I mean, I still think, you know, and I go as far as Marshall and Coastal Carolina. Look, they're good stories, and we both gave them awards, midseason awards, but there's Marshall and Coastal Carolina should be nowhere close to the top 20 in terms right. of talent. Like, if we talk intrinsic talent, how good are these teams? But this is what college ball is, and this is why we love the sport is because your team can win a couple games, get up there, and if you happen to catch fire, happen to pull off a couple upsets, then you position yourself well. But honestly, Indiana, if you look at who they've played this season, they haven't beaten anybody. Matter right. of fact, they, they, they squeak through and beat Penn State by one point right. in overtime. That win looks a lot worse now. You know, it's, sure. it's funny how wins either age well or age very poorly. That one point overtime win to Penn State looks very bad now. Yep. Then they go beat Rutgers 37-21. They beat a Michigan team 38-21. Then they beat uh, uh, Michigan State. Those four teams 
bad. are bad. You know, <laughs> bad I mean, there's teams. no other way to really put it. They're finally going to see what it's like to play one of the better teams in the country. And as you mentioned, I love the motivation factor for Ohio State and Ryan Day. Couple extra days to prepare. And it's not like they can't stop what Indiana does. And on the other end, I think they're going to go crazy on offense. So this has all the makings for a blowout. 20 and a half points, we will take it. For sure. And we're not hating on Indiana here. I like Indiana. And no, what I'm they're hating doing. on Indiana. Okay, he's <laughs> hating on Indiana. I'm not. I'm like the, the Michigan fan of me would love to see Indiana pull this out, but uh this they're just not like you said that they are a little fraudulent in their in their high ranking i don't doubt they'll end up a top 25 team but a top 10 uh probably not and but ohio state's just so much better this is really the essence of sports betting and good sports betting it's finding where the narrative doesn't fit what's actually happening you know you right. get this all the time in college football where teams are undefeated and it's like well they're not that good you know and, and so you know, it happens over and over, and that's, again, sort of the essence of betting is when can we find situations where we can go against the narrative and against the public and we're the ones on the right side? I believe we are in this spot, so Ohio State, I think they roll. Okay, next up, uh, staying in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan at Rutgers, currently an 8.5-point favorite. This line opened up Michigan a 10.5-point favorite. Oh, boy. What the fuck does Vegas see in Michigan? Why do they keep coming <laughs> out with these lines? They were favored against Indiana, uh, they were only a three-point dog to start against Wisconsin. It closed at seven. Um, look, I know recent history between these teams is bad for Rutgers, um, but they've been better in almost every way, it seems, compared to Michigan. And now they get a home game, uh, a great opportunity for a big program, uh, a big program win to show the recruits uh, that the future can be bright again for Rutgers with Greg Schiano. Um, you know, the only curveball here is that Michigan is, you know, they might end up making a quarterback change. Jim Harbaugh came out today, uh, said the quarterback competition is open. You know, last week they benched Joe Milton, who looked terrible against Wisconsin late in the game. You know, the backup, who's a redshirt freshman, Cade McNamara, he came in late and looked pretty sharp. He threw the only touchdown that Michigan managed to score. You know, he led the scoring drive. He was quick and decisive. Um, But even still, even if he plays – you know, this Michigan team, to me, they look defeated. They look like they don't want to compete at all. The defense is fucking terrible. And uh, I'm going to continue. I said it before. I'm going to continue to bet against Michigan and make us, come on, an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite, and they, they look like complete shit. I know it's Rutgers, but that's insane to me. And Greg Schiano can look at his guys and actually motivate them for this. There's no motivation for Michigan players to be had here. You know, what speech can Jim Harbaugh give, you know, in the in the locker room? I don't like it. I'm taking Rutgers plus eight and a half for sure. Oh, well, I'm going back and forth. Yeah, he wants to do forth. it. I do. I think that I think that Michigan. The betting public's got to be all over Rutgers, right? I mean, probably. Because um, everyone knows Michigan sucks right now. People love to root against Michigan. I think that, but I just, I don't know why. And this is the squarest thing I've ever said, which is probably why I'm not going to make it a bet board game. But I feel like Michigan just bounces back here for the reason that Jim Harbaugh is now pretty much coaching for his job. Yeah. Um, he opened up the quarterback battle, which that says to other players on the team uh, that they're not quitting. They're not going anywhere. Like, they're still going to be evaluating these players. And I don't know. Like, I just feel like that would motivate the rest of the team. Like, look, the quarterback battle's still open. We got to fight for our jobs. And you're right. If Michigan comes out flat and that was kind of part of your handicap, you know, not a lot left to play for and, and all that stuff, then, then I, I do like Rutgers. But if they don't, I mean, this is clearly a better football team than Rutgers, right? 
I don't know. Is it? I mean, it should be. If, yeah. Just if you look at the talent on on you know on paper with recruits and everything, they definitely should. But but it's it's eight and a half points on the road. Well, and I'm looking at it now you know, on pregame, and obviously this number is fluid. But now it's nine and a half for Michigan. Sixty percent right, um, of the money uh, is on Michigan, but sixty percent of the tickets are on Rutgers. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I, I do think that if Cade McNamara plays, the offense probably looks a little better. And I think Michigan Cade can. McNamara, I think I love that name. That Michigan can win this game, but to to spot the home team. Eight and a half, nine, nine and a half points. I just don't see it. I'm gonna pass, but okay. I, 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 I'm leaning towards Michigan there, man. Chicken, chicken. <laughs> um, okay, next up, also in the Big Ten, we got the Wisconsin Badgers going on the road. Scotty to Northwestern. Wisconsin a seven point favorite. That's Scani. still seven right now. I'll check it for you. Check that for me if you would. It is seven. Still seven. Okay. Uh, a little juice towards Wisconsin. Just a little juice. A little th- juicy juice. A little juice. This is the game I'm least happy about having to bet, but maybe the most <laughs> excited about how it plays out. Uh, and I'm liking Northwestern here. Wisconsin, they look awesome, uh, but they've only played two games. And guess what? It's against some bad teams, Illinois and Michigan. Um, Northwestern, on the other hand, they're four and zero, and they have a defense that is playing out of their mind so far, and against some pretty decent offenses. Maryland has scored forty five and thirty five their last two weeks, but they were held to three just three points against the Wildcats. Uh, Iowa, once again, they were held to a low number. They've been able to score. Uh, Northwestern started the first three games without giving up a single point in the second half of their games. Now Purdue did put a stop to that last week. They scored ten second half points. But Northwestern still got the win. Uh, Wisconsin, they've historically hated traveling to Evanston to play. You know, they, they've won just one of their six trips down the coast of Lake Michigan there. 2016 was the only road win since 1999 that, that Wisconsin has had at Northwestern. Uh, that's just a real mind fuck for the Badgers players and coaches, I think. I think that's a real mental hurdle. Um, Northwestern, they were really bad last year, they went three and nine. But typically, after a losing season under Pat Fitzgerald, they have you know big bounce back seasons. Peyton Ramsey, he's a transfer quarterback from Indiana. He's played really well. He might be the best quarterback they've had in a long time. I think Pat Fitzgerald might be the most underrated coach in college football. I think the Wildcats find a way to keep it close, and this game looks like an old fashioned Big Ten game. I'm taking Northwestern plus seven. We've got a bet board yeah. game. I'm going to go Wisconsin minus the seven points on the road, and will. You're you're not listening to me. When I gave you that trend, what was it a month or so ago? That teams who have more games do not just worse against the spread. It is like substantially worse. It's it's laughable. It's the biggest trend I've ever seen doing this for for a job. And guess uh-huh. what? The first time happened when I bet it. You it lost. lost. <laughs> I'm not going to. The next keep, time it won though. It did. So it, State. It, it's it's one and one this year. But I'm not going to keep fading that trend. As a matter of fact, when it goes like all the way back to the year 2000. And it's over and over and over. I think that's the case. Now, we have to think about a couple things. Does Wisconsin fit the bill for a team who can score points? And does Northwestern fit the bill for what we've seen so far this season? First question, Wisconsin scoring points? I think absolutely. I think this is an underrated offense. They can throw the ball now. They're healthy. Everybody's back. I like Wisconsin's offense. And defensively, look, Northwestern kind of falls into that category we were talking about uh, a few games ago where the schedule's not very good. I mean... I understand beating Maryland 43-3. That is impressive. That you can't really ignore with. 
But Iowa has proven to not be Iowa this year. This is a bad Iowa team. Northwestern gets out of Iowa with a 21-20 win. Northwestern beats Nebraska the following week, 21-13. And that's a game where Taylor Martinez did everything he could in his power to give Northwestern a huge win. Turnovers in, in the in the in his own red zone, right? In his own, I think it's, I guess it's called the blue zone, but uh, inside of his own 20. He had a couple turnovers. I mean, they were horrible on special teams. They did everything in, in Nebraska that game. They did everything they could to give that game away to Northwestern, and Northwestern managed to score a late touchdown to make it an eight-point game. I mean, I was not impressed at all. That's, as a matter of fact, why I took Nebraska the following week. And then last week, they go on the road, finally give up those second-half points to oh, a very tough Purdue team, and they get away with a seven-point win. So I'm not impressed at all from what I've seen Northwestern this year. I think they get exposed this game, and I think Wisconsin has a chance to blow uh, Northwestern out on the road. So for those reasons, we will go, no, uh, Wisconsin. I always do that. <laughs> I did that on the CU show. I always pick Stanford. Um, we're going to go You're Wisconsin. taking Wisconsin. We're taking Wisconsin, uh, minus the seven. And uh, I let's think go. The, I think the Badgers are just scared. I don't think they like playing in Evanston. They're freaked out. They're scared. All, um, right. All right, we'll see. Well, we got a bet board game. I love it. Last yes. but not least, we've got Bedlam, baby. Oklahoma State going on the road at Oklahoma. Currently a seven-point dog. The Cowboys are Oklahoma seven-point home favorite. This line opened nine and a half, by the way, for Oklahoma. Woo. Sooners. I told you they were my B two bomber team, or, or they were sorry, they were. In contention, I didn't say that it was Texas A and M, but they were in contention though. Nice to know. That's because they're flying under the radar since they're, since they're one and two start, and the defense has really picked up since the Texas game. Oklahoma State's defense, sorry, Oklahoma State's defense has been the main reason why they're tied for first in the Big Twelve with Iowa State, but their offense is suspect. Um, you, you also look at the Sooners here; they're not out of it. They need some help, but if they beat Oklahoma State here and Kansas State loses to Iowa State. They can sneak into the Big 12 championship game. They can restore order to the conference. Um, you know, with how the Oklahoma defense has responded after the two losses, you know, combined with the uncharacteristic lackluster output on offense from Oklahoma State, I just can't trust the Pokes here, um, even though they're catching seven. Uh, recent history is on my side, too. The Sooners have won five straight over Oklahoma State. Just one of those games was a single-digit loss. Uh, a lot of a lot of blowouts here for the Sooners. Lincoln Riley, I think, just puts his nuts on the table and reminds everyone who runs the show in the state of Oklahoma. I'm taking the Sooners minus seven. I'm not going to fade you this game. And we talked about it before we recorded. You were trying to bait me into it. Yep. You were calling me scared. You're a big I- poke fan. <laughs> I know, but this proves oh, this right here. This is your here, team, Tyler. I know, but this proves that I bet numbers. I don't bet teams. And when this thing showed up, nine and a half, when you sent the outline, and it was Oklahoma minus nine and a half. I was thinking, great, I'll let it go up to 10. I'll take Oklahoma State plus 10 points. I love that number, but it's fallen all the way to seven. I can't believe what this number's done. And that scares me. I'm not taking that, you know? So I'm going to lean Oklahoma here. I don't love this game by any means. I think it's probably a pretty accurate line right now. But Oklahoma State, clearly, I feel better at nine and a half or 10 points than I would seven. And uh, this number has dwindled all the way down to where I am no longer on my pseudo Pac-12 team or uh, Big 12 team this year. Uh, For those who don't know, uh, the very first episode of the year, we all picked our teams in other conferences, you know, just so we have other teams to cheer for. Yep. And I picked Oklahoma State in the uh, the Big 12, but unfortunately, Will, it's fallen enough to where seven scared me off. I'm going Oklahoma. Leaning Oklahoma. That was a fast line movement, and it's weird because 
I'm looking right now on pregame.com. There's some good information there if you guys ever, you know, if you're curious as to where the money is. You know, 88% of the money is on Oklahoma. And so you wouldn't expect the number to drop, right? You would have expected it to go up to 10, like you said, but instead it went from nine and a half to seven. And that does worry me about, is there some kind of news that the guys in Vegas know about that we don't know yet? Maybe, um, you know, Spencer Rattler is dealing with an injury. I know he had kind of like a, like a hip issue a couple of weeks ago, but he is playing and that kind of worries me. you got 60, 67% of the tickets on Oklahoma, 88% of the money, and yet the line went down. That is a little concerning, am I right? No, absolutely. I mean, there, there's a couple things that could have happened. So this line hasn't gotten to all the sports books yet, right? It opened up nine and a half at just a few books. So either one of two things happened. What Exactly what you just said, to where there's some kind of information that we don't know yet that's out there floating around, whether it's inside information or whatever, that you know, a big time player's out, going to be hurt, there's going to be a change. Right. That's one of the options. That could be something that we're going to learn soon the next couple of days, whether right. it's COVID or an injury, whatever. The other option, and I think actually the more likely option, because we live in such a, it's a day and age to where inside information really doesn't exist anymore. I mean, everything that's out there is usually on Twitter within 15 seconds because the world of reporting right. has gotten so... Uh, so cutthroat yeah. and so competitive that all these reporters, once they get any piece of information, they break they're it. tweeting it and they're breaking it. So I think it's less likely that happened. And I actually think it's more likely that one of these opening books or several of the opening books got action from someone who they have profiled to be a very big better mm. or a very winning better. So they can get 80%, 90% of money on one side, but if the correct better or sequence of betters make a bet on the other side, they know they're right. on the wrong side. Or like so, one really large, sizable bet, perhaps. Exactly, exactly. So, so I think that's probably more, more the case is either someone they respect or the amount of... Uh, it's probably someone they, they respect who usually bets a lot of money because the limits don't go up to later in the week anyway. I see. Uh, you know, they, they, that's how they cap things is early betting limits during the week. Um, but that that's probably what I think happened is someone who they're terrified of made a bet on Oklahoma State and they said, we don't care how much money's on it. We're going to move this line. So. Okay, fair enough. Well, I still like the Sooners minus seven here. Tyler, once again, too leaning, scared. Leaning towards them. Too scared to pick. going over there. <laughs> All right, I hope you guys got something out of that, and I hope you guys hit your bets tomorrow, whether you follow some of those or make your own. Good luck. And uh, we're about to record the NFL podcast for this week. I'll give, I think, four bets I have in the NFL. We're going to record that right after this. So uh, good luck, guys, whatever you have, and we'll talk to you soon on The Sharp Angle.